0: I'm sure that you have seen the signs. As you're driving down the road, big yellow sign has a little guy standing there, a little stick figure, and he's got his shovel and he's working on the road. And it says on the sign, Men Working. And then you drive up and there's one guy digging a hole and eight guys standing around looking at it. Now, the reality is, you only saw about five seconds of whatever is going on at that particular time. Those other guys are working as well. In fact, there are wonderful people who work with highway departments around the country that have developed our interstate highway system as proof that there are men and women at work. Just sometimes we don't see it. The Bible tells us that God is always working. He's working right now, right here today. Sometimes we don't see it, but that doesn't mean that God is not at work. Now that's not just true in our day. It was true back in the days of the Bible as well. It was true during the days of Isaiah the prophet. God was working, although the people didn't see it. We're going to see this morning that we can know that our God is at work. We may sometimes be tempted to think that he's not. In the passage we're going to read this morning, it describes a period in the nation of Judah where things were not going well. The king of Judah, a fellow by the name of Ahaz, was in a difficult situation. He was one of the kings during the time of the prophecy of Isaiah. And here in Isaiah chapter 7, he was faced with what can only be described as a no-win situation. No matter what decision he made, it seemed as if it would be a bad one. He was being forced by the kings of Syria and Israel to enter into them with an alliance against the empire of Assyria, which was at the time the most powerful empire in the world. That left him with no good options. If Syria and Israel fell to Assyria, that would mean that Assyria was right on Judah's doorstep, and no doubt Judah would be next. But if he allied himself with the kings of Syria and Israel, then he would place himself at their mercy. The kings of both nations had long been trying to get rid of Ahaz. They wanted to put a king in Judah that was more in line with the way that they thought. To align with them at this point would be a sign of... Of weakness and would probably bring his reign in Judah to an end. So, as far as Ahaz could tell, no matter what decision he made, he was going to lose. Ahaz thought he had no way out, but he forgot something. He forgot that God is always working. So, the Lord sends a message to him through the prophet Isaiah. To remind him of that truth. We're going to start back up in verse 5 in Isaiah chapter 7. Where Isaiah brings the word of God to King Ahaz. He tells them, Aram, Ephraim, and Ramaliel's son have plotted your ruin saying, Let us invade Judah. Let us tear it apart and divide it among ourselves and make the son of Tabeel king over it. Yet this is what the sovereign Lord says. It will not take place. It will not happen. So often, we try to complicate things that God has made very simple. Ahaz was worried about all these convoluted plans that he knew were at work amongst the kings of Syria and Israel especially. Verse 5 describes this plot that he had heard about, that they were putting together to force Judah to allow them to attack, divide the nation up amongst themselves, get rid of King Ahaz, and put a ruler of their choice on the throne. The plan had several pieces, it had several nations that were involved. There were at least three rulers planning this attack against Judah. And they'd obviously been putting this all together for a long time. No telling how many meetings and proposals and plans and military strategies had been placed into this plot to get rid of Ahaz. And God's answer to all of that ain't going to (laughs) happen. I love that. So often we get anxious about things and we start to worry, especially when those anxieties and worries lead us to try to plot a strategy out of our anxieties and worries. And and those plans become complex, almost beyond comprehension. That's what worry and anxiety do to us. The more we worry about it, the bigger and more complex the problem we're facing seems to be. King Solomon understood a little bit about worrying. This is how he describes it in Ecclesiastes 2, verse 22. What does a man get for all the toil and anxious striving with which he labors under the sun? All his days his work is pain and grief. Even at night his mind does not rest. This too is meaningless. We've all been there. Late at night. Everybody else is asleep, but we're wide awake. We're going through whatever the crisis of the moment is over and over in our mind. We're thinking about all the things that could go wrong the next day. Imagining all the ways that our problems are going to blow up in our face. We're thinking of all the reasons why we're going to fail. Even all of Solomon's wisdom didn't keep him from doing that. But he did realize something. He recognized that all of that worry was meaningless. It accomplished nothing. Paul certainly had his share of things to worry about in life. Sitting in a Roman jail cell, I suspect there was a lot to worry about. But Paul realized the same thing. All that anxiety, all of that worry was meaningless. But he also realized something else that he writes about in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Paul makes it simple for us. He says, don't worry about it. Pray about it. Now, how could Paul do that despite all of the problems that he faced, despite facing the very real possibility of execution? How could he say, hey, don't worry about it, just pray about it? Well, it's found in the phrase that occurs just before Philippians 4, verse 6, where Paul says, the Lord is near We're going to see in just a moment that Isaiah's message to Ahaz is exactly that. The Lord is near. And the Bible has the very same message to you and me today. The Lord is near. Now we're going to get to that in just a moment. But for right now, realize the power of what Isaiah explained to King Ahaz. He says, all this stuff that you're worrying about might happen. It's not going to happen. You're expending all of this energy and all of this time fretting about something that's not even going to take place because something much greater is going on. We all have problems in life. We all face difficulties in life. We will all come up against enormous challenges in life, but we need to remember something. No matter how big the challenge is that we face, something bigger is going on. God is at work. What follows in the prophecy of Isaiah is one of the best-known prophecies in his work. Verse 14. You've heard it many, many Christmas seasons. You'll recognize it when I read it. Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. That was Isaiah's prophetic word to King Ahaz of Judah. That God would deliver him and the nation of Judah from their enemies. Instead of a no-win situation, they were going to have a front row seat to God's amazing work. God would prevail. He would deliver him. And as a sign, a child would be born. Now we know now that Ahaz was just experiencing a part of the story. We know that God was delivering Judah and Ahaz in this day so that one day the Savior could be born in Bethlehem. And Isaiah's prophecy could be fulfilled, as it was stated in Matthew chapter 1, verse 22. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God was doing much, much more during the day of Isaiah and during the day of King Ahaz than just putting together a delivery system for the nation of Judah. He was doing much, much more than than just putting together some kind of political environment through which King Ahaz would survive as king. No, God was doing much, much more than that. God was at work saving the world. Because God was doing things then that one day would prepare the way for Jesus to come into the world. That's something we need to understand. From a human perspective, Ahaz had much for which he could easily be very, very worried. His enemies had backed him into a corner... And he had, from a human perspective, no good options. There was a really good chance that he was going to lose not only his throne, but his life. But God was at work. Isaiah tells King Ahaz, God's going to preserve Judah. God's going to take care of your enemies. Because God's got bigger plans in the works. God's got some things going on you can't even imagine. So all you need to do right now is just trust God. Just obey His will. Follow His command and know that He's at work on something really, really great. God was doing something far bigger than just preserving a kingdom. He was continuing His plan to save the world from sin. His work during the life of Ahaz would be one more signpost along the road that would eventually lead to the Savior. Hudson Taylor. Was an early missionary. He was a missionary to China. He said this He said, I have found that there are three stages in every great work of God. First, it's impossible, then, it's difficult, then, it's done. I like that. Three stages to the work of God. We look at it and say, it's impossible, Lord. This this can't work out. There's no way this is going to work out. And then we begin to realize, oh, wait a minute. God's a big God. God can do anything He wants to. God's an amazing God in control of all creation. So, yeah, it's difficult, but God's working here. And then all of a sudden, as we watch God at work, it's done. God does exactly what He promised He would do. Folks, you're going to face struggles and challenges in life. If you're not today, then count your blessings and realize tomorrow may be a little different. (laughs) But whether things are going smoothly in your life or whether you've hit a bump in the road or whether you've crashed into a wall, the same is true for you that was true for Ahaz. God is working. So what you should do whether things are going great or whether you've hit a bit of a rough patch, you should do the same thing that Isaiah told they has to do. Trust God and obey His will because you know He's working. Here's how Paul put it to the Philippians as an explanation for why they should do that because the Philippians were facing some real challenges. They were facing some, some pretty terrible stuff in, in their day. And, and Paul writes to them, say, just keep trusting God, keep obeying his will, keep doing the things that he's commanded you to do. This is how he told them that they should be able to do that. Philippians chapter two, verse thirteen. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his purpose. Folks, as believers, as we go through life we can know God is working in our life. Sometimes we may not be able to see it. Sometimes it will be beyond our perception. We, we don't know for sure what Ahaz understood from Isaiah's prophecy to him. Likely, he didn't connect the dots that, that Isaiah was talking about how one day the Messiah would come into the world. Maybe he had an inkling about that, but but more likely he was more focused on the present moment of the problems of his time and just... Determined to trust of the Lord in that. There are going to be those times in our life where we're going to feel like we have crashed into a wall and we're going to look at what appears to us to be the impossibility and say, What am I going to do? But then God's going to remind us, Wait a minute, wait. I'm still there. I'm right there with you. I've not abandoned you. And we'll begin to look at that. Impossibility and realize, okay, this is difficult, but our God's big enough. He can handle it. He'll see us through. And then one day, one day, maybe it'll be here while we're here still on this earth, or maybe it'll be one day when we're in heaven, we'll look and see, wow, it's done. God has accomplished exactly what He promised He would do. Folks, God is at work. He leaves us signposts along the way so that we can see it. In fact, when you're driving along the road and you see one of those men working signs, you, you can just remind yourself, oh yeah, it's like men are at work here on this road. God's at work in my life. Just let that be a reminder to you. God's still at work. He's still. I may not notice it. I may not see it. I may not perceive it, but I can know it's happening. God's at work. What we need to do is simply trust and obey. We've been talking about ways that you can take a step forward in your walk with the Lord. This is a great one. One great way to put some signposts along the way in your own life to remind yourself that God is working in your life, one great way to do that is tell somebody else about it. Let somebody else know what God's doing in your life. And so one thing you can do is just just make a a commitment to say, every week I'm going to be watching to see what God's doing. And I'm going to say, God, let me me have a little peek behind the curtain. Let let me see how you're working in in my life. And and God will do that. God will show us those little signposts along the way, those ways that he's at work in our life. And one way to remind ourselves about that is to find somebody and just tell them, "Hey, hey, let me tell you what God did for me this week. And that not only will bless them, it'll bless you. Because it'll be a reminder to you, yep, no matter what I face, my God is at work. Heavenly Father, help us to realize that it's so easy in life to become distracted by the problems and anxieties and worries that we face. To think that maybe you... Aren't here. But that's never true. You are always near. You you have, have promised that to us. You are always with us. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. And God help us remember that. And help us be watching. Because if we'll just open our eyes. If we'll just look. We'll see the signs of how you're at work. In our life and around us. And God we do want to tell the world about that. We want the world to know that you are at work. That you are here. And that ultimately you will prevail. So God, help us see that. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.